Back you to lay your hand on your heart and say, Father, speak to me today. Say, speak to me specifically. Speak to me directly. Speak to me prophetically. Let me discern what you are saying. And release grace for my advancement. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. I'm speaking today on what I called courage to advance. Judges chapter 6 verse number 14. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might. And thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Now, this is God speaking to Joshua. We read in this text that anytime Israel had gone into planting, at the time of their harvest, the Midianites will come and plunder it. Isn't it so true about our life? That every time we labor and we are supposed to eat the fruit of our labor, all sorts of entities, issues, policies just come up and it messes with us up. Life has a way of making you question the integrity of God's strength. What do I mean? Life has a way of bringing you into a place where you will question if God is truly God. And so we all go through life and, 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 and this guy had come to the point where he, he was asking God questions. Judges chapter 6 verse number 1. Let's start. Let's build our case. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. Now, everyone look at me. It was not the Midianites that created the dens for which they put the children of Israel in. It was these Jewish people who were the people of God that because they had gone away from the ordinances of God and had sinned against God and because of the presence of enemy influences they made caves they made dens they created spaces of confinement from which they would live in there are many of us Whenever we go through difficulties or challenges, we create dens and then we put ourselves in. We, 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 we set up systems and we confine ourselves to a specific place because we think that on account of what had just happened, this must be that which will play out. Our brother gave a testimony of his mom that that which had happened to maybe his dad and the dad went through a surgery. He came back with a complication and he died. And here he was. His mom is in the same place. And fear had gripped him because he had seen a story. And he had made a cave for himself. Alas, this shall be our end. 
It will also play out like this. But God had a different outcome for his mom because his mom was not his dad. And his father's story would not be his mother's story. But the fear of the unknown had positioned him in a place like the children of Israel where he had dug a cave in a mountain. If you have a strength to dig a cave in a mountain, why don't you use it to fight the enemy that has come after your harvest? But sometimes when difficulties persist for a very long time, we create caves for ourselves. We put up certain attitudes and lifestyles. We have certain mindsets that are limiting mindsets to our lives. My father's marriage did not work because my mother showed my father Sheji. So all women are Sheji women. No, that is not the truth. Praise the Lord, somebody. You see, you need to understand that the Bible is a historical roadmap that teaches you the principles of life and success. The Bible is a historical roadmap that teaches you the principles of life and success. So if I would enjoy life and success, I must follow the historical roadmap of God. The Bible says all scriptures were written for our example. So the Bible tells us that guard your heart for out of it flows all the issues of life. Brothers and sisters, without a protection of your heart, things will play out and you make choices and decisions that would limit your advancement in life. You see, brothers and sisters, it's okay to desire things, but it is not everything that you desire that would play out the way you expect it. Because sometimes, write this down, desire is a product of association. Number two, desire is a product of education. When you come to church, you are here for me to educate you on the principles of scripture. It means that the things that God expects you to do, the things that are, are consistently sure to come to pass, if you play your part, God will play his part. Number three, desire is a product of impartation. In other words, you can desire something because it's been impacted into you. Either by a conversation, either by an experience. You go through a life experience and your response to the experience can stir up a desire to be or not to be. Desire is a product of impartation. Impartation of what? Of either a negative experience or a good experience. But most of the time, it's your response to the situation that, this, that activates your desire. Do you know a lot of people like to play victimhood and they blame everybody because it is their desire to seek sympathy from people. And so forgiving somebody is a betrayal to themselves. Because most of the time, we don't advance not because God has not provided. God said to Joshua, go in this thy might. It was not my might. It was thy. Your desire to see me at work is what will save your people. Your salvation is not dependent on me. It's that you have a desire for me to do something for you, but you must first take action. And there are many of us, we don't want to take action. 
We blame everybody. And so desire is a product of aspiration. Whatever you aspire to become, that desire will compel you to pay certain prices. Desire is a product of temptation. Number one, desire is a product of association. Number two, desire is a product of education. Number three, desire is a product of impartation. Number four, desire is a product of aspiration. What you aspire to become, it can stir up a desire in your heart. Now, if you will advance, you must have courage to advance irrespective of the difficulties and the impediments and the limitations of your life. Why? Because you aspire to be better than who you are. Tell yourself, I was made for more. Tell yourself, I'm better than this. I have a desire to have a successful marriage. It has nothing to do with Lady Irene. Sometimes your husband behaves in a way that you don't say it, but you know that. Thank you very much. The same way that's what the men also say about the women. But if you would live your life, just to make another human being be the cause of your happiness, you will never be happy in this life. Say, if you would wait to please everybody before you advance in life, or for it to be somebody's timing who thinks that everybody thinks that timing is perfect, you will not do anything in this life. And that's what we do. That statement that he made was very instructive. He says, go in this dynamite." Do you know that individually we all have might? We all have strength in us. The strength to either hold on or to give up. It is not your children. It is not who betrayed you. It is not who spoke against you. It is what you choose to give into. Our pastor gave his testimony and said, I was with a woman walking. We are going to my mother's village because there was no car. When we walk a little, the woman branched. Why didn't he also branch? He could have slept there and waited and the following day continued the journey. But he aspired to go and see his mother. And because of that, he persisted. Hear me, the persistence of your destiny is dependent solely on you and not another human being. You don't need anybody's encouragement to become who God has called you to be. It is when you make that decision and people are discouraging you, you choose which voice you should listen to. So you know the scripture says whatsoever ye desire. God did not say whatsoever I desire. He says you. So God has given us the ability to make our own desires. To choose our desires. And that which we will respond to. Praise the Lord. But it is not like a virus that attacks you and you have no control. You control your desires. So the scripture says we should desire the things that are above. Sometimes when we go through life difficulties and we've tasted glory before and we've lost it, we wonder and we ask ourselves these questions. Can I be successful again? Can I be happy again? Can I make good decisions again if you go through temptations? Do I have what it takes? You know, we ask ourselves these questions. Will people follow me again? Can I trust this husband again? Am I the only person who has those questions? I don't know if you've ever sinned before. 
and you've lost the presence of God. It's the most painful experience. You will not know when will it come again. You see, in those times, it calls for you to have courage in God. There's a man by name Adler. He said, no experience in, is in itself a cause of our success or failure. No experience. I quote, we do not suffer from the shock of our experiences, the so-called trauma. But instead, we make out of them whatever suits our purpose. He says, we are not determined by our experiences, but the meaning we give them is self-determining. So some of us, we now we are looking for an excuse to be victims of life. We are looking for an excuse to not be happy. To be at the mercy of people. Yesterday I watched a guy. He has very small legs, like the legs can't stand. He owns a farm, has horses and everything. Got leg, leg. The legs uh, can't work. Are you getting me? He discovered he could use his hand. He chops trees. Others I know, he goes to the farm. He uses only his legs to walk because his, his hands to walk. He goes to the farm. He goes to, he goes to cut trees. He cuts everything. He works. He lives a normal life. A successful life. But somebody, only one hand has a problem. He's in the streets begging. Both of them have made a choice. You look at your life. Uh, my father did not take care of me. My mother did not take care of me. My brother, you made a choice for your life. We lose our fundamentals and we still blame everybody because if the foundation be destroyed, what will the righteous do? You are living your life based on one bad experience you had with somebody once in your life or one week or one year. And the rest of your lives, the rest of your days, you have put your whole life on hold and you are not moving forward and you are blaming everybody and thinking that people are your problem. Forgetting that you are your own problem. And whether you rise or fall, whether you become successful or a failure, it is your own choice. Job had every reason to curse God, to give up on having hope in God. But Job says, all my days, I will hope in the Lord until my change comes. Until. So he was expectant. He had a desire that there will be a transformation. And so he says, I will hope in the Lord. He says, though he slays me, yet I will worship him. When we go through struggles, it is not because God is not there. But listen to me. Gold, refined gold comes out of fire. It is in the crucible that churning of the milk takes place and the oil is produced because there's a churning. You cannot have cake without mixing butter and a rough coarse material called sugar. You keep grinding, you hear for a very long time. After a while, it becomes very soft. And then now, with that soft buttermilk, you've added your maybe nutmeg or incense, uh, essence or whatever you put in and your flour, smooth flour, beautiful flour. It is in that thing. Then after you've done it, you put it in a, a cake pan and you don't fill it to the brim. 
you leave a space and then you introduce it into fire. Listen to me. God leaves a space and introduces us into fire so that the best in us will evolve. We all enjoy the cake, but it had to go through certain difficult experiences before it comes out. I came to tell somebody that God is aware of your situation and he's not bringing you out because when he does that, he will short circuit your development. And the best in you will not come out. There's a book called The Courage to be Disliked. I've got something from that book. It says, The courage to be disliked will guide you through the concepts of self-forgiveness, self-care, and mind decluttering. I like the word. You have to declutter your mind. There's some rubbish. You must throw it away. You made a choice that you love somebody. The person says, I don't love you to the degree that you love me. I love your boobs. I love your ass. I love your hips. But I don't love your dreams and visions. But you must know that you are better to go through life without a selfish, self-centered person who all he thinks about is what he can get and not what he can supply. And yet you hold on to this foolish guy in your heart. We go through life. And we are unable to forgive ourselves. I've worked, I've not been promoted. So you go at night, you are praying, binding the devil. Sometimes it is because you lack people's skills. Sometimes it's because you lack the ability to take initiatives for your own life. Sometimes God actually has set you up because greatness is beckoning you to respond to it. God wants you to do something on your own. And yet, you just want to fit in. Hear me. In this life, they are the misfits. They don't fit into the mold. Because they are called to set up new molds for others to come and emulate. I came to preach to somebody today. That there is a strength that God delivers to each one of us. And that strength is that no matter what you go through, don't let it define you. You, are, you don't fit it. You don't have to be a fit it person. You don't fit people's mold. That they say that when you go through two divorces, it means that that is your end. Tell the person that God has ordained for me to be happy in marriage. And therefore, two divorces will not stop me. I will keep enjoying my marriage. See, I don't have to be old and think all men are liars. All men are scam. You have a problem. Bros, when you have an accident, what takes you to the hospital is also a car. I won't vote again. Because all politicians are the same. Bros, we all have one vote. If you don't make the decision, somebody will make the decision for you. And you will not like it. The very person you call a devil, the woman that you say you don't like, you know she has a boyfriend? Who calls her my darling? Oh, how I love you. The man you think is irresponsible doesn't do anything. Mrs. is cooking for him. Bringing it to the office. It's how you respond. He said, no man is looking at me. No, it's not like men are not looking at you. It is the kind of choice you have. Because I said, ah, 
communicating at all? All of us have a choice. Either to be happy or sad. Do you know people don't like the way I preach? It's not by force. That's why I'm not the only one who knows how to preach. That's why God, he calls some in the morning, calls some in the afternoon, calls some in the evening. That's why God calls some vagabonds and made them preachers. He calls some to pure, honest people. You understand me? God picks a choirmatic boy. Then he adds a refined girl. Because the choirmatic boy will need a refined And the refined girl will need some action from a choirmatic boy. My wife has gone to school too much sometimes. You know, everything has to be calculated and they will draw tape line on it. You need a ragged guy with a madness, some hint of insanity, so that it will balance her equilibrium. Am I, am I, am I communicating at all? See, in this life, God is a God of variety. And sometimes he introduces certain things into your life. It is not to destroy you. It is but to refine you and to put you on your toes so that you can pray more. Stop blaming every other person. You see, in life, you must ask yourself three questions. Write it down. Number one, you must clarify your why. Clarify your why. Why? Why? Because if the why is strong enough, the actions are easier. If the why is strong enough, the actions are easier. Number two, you must remember your past. But it should yield increased levels of confidence for your future. You must remember your past. But it should yield increasing levels of confidence. What do I mean? It means when you look at your past, it must be an impetus for a glorious future. It must inspire you for greatness. You must believe that if God did this for me, he can do more. Even if it's a bad experience, you must say that the past must not define me. I must be the best version of who I am. Child of God, don't let another human being determine the outcome of your destiny. You must have courage to advance, to go forward. Don't even let sickness. Job said, the thing I feared most has come to me. You know why? Because when you entertain fear, after a while, that's what you get. Every day for the past eight years, I watch luxury buildings every day. I can be sleeping on my bed. I wake up and I go and put on luxury buildings, luxury homes, million dollar homes. I watch it. Why? Whatsoever is lovely. Whatsoever is of good report. I'm not saying don't put in the work. But after you are putting the work, remember, Paul planted. Apollos watered. God brought the increase. There is a prophetic strategic partnership that comes in our work with God. If we pursue the purposes of God, we must know that God has a place and he has placed some strategic people along our line. That they have not showed up means the timing is wrong or it's not yet time. We need to discard other people's tax. Do you know that a lot of us, we are doing other people's tax for them? Yeah, yeah, man for a Obi juma say, at this age, you just got married. Do and get pregnant. Do and get pregnant. Hello, excuse me. When I give birth, will you take care of the baby? To change your life, you cannot live trying to satisfy the expectations of others. There's a way a pastor must dress. He must put on tie and collar and wear suit 
And when he stands and he's preaching, there's some things, don't say it in public. Excuse me, you didn't call me. You know, first, the Orthodox churches, they used to call charismatic churches one-man church. One-man church, one-man church for, one-man church, we, we, we. Then the charismatic churches were calling them that they are dead churches. So one says they are dead, the other one says that they are one-man churches, there's no structure, it will not go anywhere. And look at the way they even dress. When, in those days, when the Orthodox churches, when they are coming, there's a way the bishops and boss, they walk, they walk like that. Then these boys came. They didn't have money to buy their cassock. So they used to wear their shirt and, and suit because they were learning from white people. They wear their suit and a short duomo. I remember LM Pentecostal church. The pastor would come, he's wearing suit. And short dinner. But they began to develop and started meeting in places. They started putting their condition. Now the Orthodox churches are now doing the same thing. If the early fathers of the charismatic movement had just molded their ministry based on the expectation of the men of old, their ministry would have died. Now those churches also play music. They now have LED screens there too. First, at the beginning, they used to tell us that we, we, we have deviated from God. When you know, we are cinema, we are cinema. Are they not doing some? Oh, talk to me. What's a hard job? Mm. What am I saying? What I'm saying to you is that in this life, you must have courage. You know, when we read the Joshua story, the Bible says that he said, God, are you not God who did this for Israel? Are you not God who parted the rest? Are you not God? Then God said, Okay, so if you know that I am God who does this, that might, that belief that you have, that desire that I can do it, take the step and let me honor my word in your life. As believers, we must take the steps and God will honor our faith. Why? Because, write this down, believing is a matter of the will. What does it mean? It means you control your believing. Who controls the believing? Yeah, you control your believing. Believing that God is able is a matter of your will. Believing that you can become great in life is a matter of your will. Believing that you can come out of this situation is a matter of your will. Believing that witches are chasing you, it is also a matter of your will. Mark 9 verse 23. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. So whatever I believe, if I, if I believe I can be a CEO, I can become. If I believe I can have a successful marriage, I can become. See, I don't need two people to be in love. I just need one person who is in love and the other person to reciprocate. The thing that you say you don't like about yourself, you have no idea. But nobody can choose your self-worth for you if you don't choose your own self-worth. This, this is one of the greatest lessons I've learned in life. See, nobody determines you. you write this down. I determine my self-worth. And people will treat me based on how I expect to be treated. What it means is I control the possibilities of my life. Write it down. I control the possibilities of my life. You see, most of us believe because we have a criteria that are met. But you see, we have to believe based on what the word of God says concerning our life. Are, are you getting me? We have a criteria. If I meet and meet and meet this, or when this and this are, are, are together, then I can trust God. No, you must believe based on God's criteria, not your own. Not your, not your own. 
we must shift something in our mind. Somebody say, I'm beautiful. Somebody say, I'm loved. Somebody say, I'm pampered. You have money. You can pay for hospital bill, but you can never go and sit somewhere to do manicure or pedicure. You never make time for your wife and you alone to go and enjoy it. It's children's school fees. See, you are living your life for other people. Yes, they are your children, but you can't put your life on hold for these ungrateful beings. All of us are ungrateful beings. All of us. Everybody here. When was the last time you gave your mother 10,000? The last six months have given your mother 10,000 Ghana cities. Your father. One year. Oh, honest. The last one year you've given your father 10,000. Show me my hand. But are you telling me you've not spent more than that on people? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying something. I'm saying something. I'm, I'm, please, I'm, I'm, I'm driving home a point. You see, we put our whole life on hold for other people at the expense of our health, at the expense of our life. Because of the children, because of the children, because of the children. Then you yourself, you look ragged, broken, dejected, no good thing. And then now your husband sees you and he sees that. Sound like you're in day. And these same children, by the time they grow, they will choose sides. And most of the time, they don't choose you. They choose the other person. By all means, take responsibility and, and, and take care of your children. But don't put your whole life on hold. Holding only onto bitterness. Your treasures, you have are bad experiences. No good experience in life. It ought not to be so. You don't have too much time left for you on this earth to spend it on frivolous things. You have Paris bow. You have never used it before. Our mothers. Waiting for a special guest. When will the guest come? The only person that, that eats from a glass and, and plate in your house is a, a visitor. Who spent the money to buy it? Is it not you? Why are you not eating from it? Someone say it's time to go forward. We have put ourselves in a certain hole. Like the Jewish people, we are in a cave. And we put ourselves there. We look at the economy and we create a cave and put ourselves in. We look at bad experiences and we create a cave. In mountains and put us. We have put ourselves in confinement. Not going forward. Not because of the devil. But because we made a choice to allow our past, a bad experience, to define where we must dwell. The Bible says concerning Jabez that he was more honorable than his brethren, but his mother called him Jabez and said, because I bore him out of pain. The guy said, I will not allow my biological mother to determine the outcome of my destiny. He went to God and desired for greatness. He desired for enlargement. He desired that God will enlarge his coast. In other words, God will increase his capacity and stretch his sphere of influence. I came to tell somebody within the sound and reach of my voice, don't allow anybody to define your destiny. You are the architect of your own story. Play it and win because you cannot be stopped, you cannot be limited. No weapon formed or fastened against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise up in judgment against you, you must condemn it with a new action.
actionable step of faith and say I am well able and say I was made for more and say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me somebody shout I am made for more You see, there are things that talk us out of our blessing. Number one is statistics. It's actually a flawed criteria for believing in God. You look at the statistics, it doesn't add up. Excuse me, that's why God created you. That you break the norm. Change the story. Number two is the argument of our senses. Number one is what? Statistics. Number two is what? The argument of our senses. Sometimes you want to do something, your senses will be talking to you. Number three is the argument of specialists or expert reports. But child of God, you must choose to focus on faith on the promises of God. Not on the statistics. Not on the, on the argument of our senses. Not the argument of expert report. Why? Because write this down. Number one. My belief system is influenced by my environment. My belief system is influenced by my environment. My belief system, number two, is influenced by credible others. Number three, my belief system is influenced by repetitious information. Repetitious information. And number four, my belief system is influenced by my life experiences. So God said to Joshua, go in this dynamite. Go. And what did, he, what did he tell him? He told him, go out there and pull down your father's idols. These are the things your fathers have focused and beheld. Break it down. You need to rebuild a new, a new thing. Rebuild it. The image must be different. The focus must be different. The transformation must be influenced by what you focus your attention on. Don't let your belief system be influenced by the credible others. It means people that you hold credible. Don't let them define you. It's not been done. It doesn't mean it cannot be done. A few months ago, they used to say that the stock market was going to crash. Everybody was talking about it. They were talking about it. I heard all sorts of people talking about it. The U.S. stock market is going to crash. It didn't crash. Those who invested, they've made more money. They said the same thing about Bitcoin. They've made money. Credible others. The only person whose word is true is God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And then sometimes repetitious information gets to us. It is time we, we override every repetitious information. You keep hearing the same thing over and over for a very long time. It's time you disconnect from those negative information. I stop listening to Ghana news. Because when you listen to it, Wakuma. I'd rather watch beautiful buildings than to listen to Ghana news. I'm, I'm serious. You see, let me tell you something. In every nation, there are rich people, including war-torn nations. When you go to Zabunzongo, there are rich people there. When you go to Nima, there are rich people there. When you go to East Legon, there are rich people there. When you go to Sakumono, Tema. When you go to Ochebon Peso, there are rich people there. In every nation, in every city, in every locality, somebody has become rich. The place they call deplorable communities. Sir, there are people there who are very rich. <laughs> hmm? Do you know 
that when war happens, people run. But journalists run to the place where there's war. Because that's what, how they make money. They make money with bad news. Doctors run there. Because that's how they get paid. Red Cross International. That's how they make money. People are supplying water to the military. Food to the military. Eh? Guns to the military. Huh? So the thing that you are worried, eh, eh, obi didi. People are posting on social media as you are watching. They are being paid. Brothers and sisters, don't let the credible others affect you. Don't let repetitious information change your mindset about life. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Alfred Adler said, No experience is a cause of success or failure. Your unhappiness in life cannot be blamed on your past or your environment. And it isn't that you lack competence. You just lack courage. One might say you are lacking in the courage to be happy. Your unhappiness cannot be blamed on your past or your environment. And it isn't that you lack competence. You just lack courage. You are afraid to do it regardless. I want you to close your eyes and pray. Maybe at another time, I'll continue the sermon. I want you to close your eyes and pray. God, give me the courage to drop the things that, that the weight that easily besets me. Give me the courage to break free from the past that tries to define my life. Give me the courage. Everybody pray. Everybody pray. Give me courage. Give me courage. Your past is actually not relevant to God. When it comes to deliverance, God overlooks your error to first of all set you free. God is saying, if you will come to me, he says, come unto me, all ye that labor, and are heavily laden, I will give you rest. You've lost money, but there's a better days ahead of you. There's more ahead, more possibilities that you've not seen than the bad you have experienced. Let go of the past. Stretch. Stretch. Increase your capacity. Do not let what you've lost keep you from achieving greatness. Destiny has need of you. And your experiences in life is what you need for your transformation. Therefore, do not leave to satisfy the expectation of others. Understand also that your confidence is the devil's target in this battle. He will say all manner of things to you. Like Rabshakeh, the king of Assyria. Assyria's representative tried to do to Israel under Hezekiah. He said, do not think your God can deliver you. Hezekiah came to God. I want you to pray. If you can stand on your feet, I'll be very grateful. I want you to pray for your life. Pray and say, God, help me to take initiatives. Help me to let go of the past, but to keep stretching, to keep trusting, to keep hoping, to keep believing, to keep expecting. I trust you for pathways of manifestation. I trust you for resources, for relationships. I will not allow outside pressure to make me make purchases that does not help. 
I will take the appropriate believable steps. I will take the appropriate believable steps. I will celebrate every advancement. I will celebrate little, little advances. Little, little, little advances. David Letterman said, There's only one requirement of any of us, and that is to be courageous. Because courage, as you might know, defines all other human behavior. Dale Carnegie said, Inaction breeds doubt and fear. Action breeds confidence and courage. If you want to conquer fear, do not sit home and think about it. Go out and get busy. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to pray. That God, from today, I'll go out and I'll get busy. From today, I will not sit and wait for life to happen to me. I will define my life. Everybody pray. I want everybody to pray now. Everybody pray now. Everybody here, pray. God, I will define my life.